Hey girls, what's up? What's going on? Welcome to the True Feminine Podcast. My name is Rachel Cheryl. If you are here, um, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Um, we're going to dive into, I'm going to dive into a few things in this uh, podcast episode. Um, one being the energy of desperation. So we want to kind of tackle that and how your desperation might be repelling. And then two, um, I'll probably go into ways that we oftentimes use God as a way to avoid doing our inner work, our inner healing. So um, I wrote uh, I wrote a bunch of a series of stories today on this because it's really been um, heavy on my heart because I see this happen so often with my audience, with my friends, with clients. And what I find is that a lot of girls are hiding or avoiding actually doing the work or paying to to do the work (laughs) in different ways um they're hiding behind god okay and what i mean by that is they are pretty much expecting and thinking that god is just going to drop some husband from the sky in their pathway in their in their um along their path and their journey and that's just how it's going to go down. Now, okay. This is something this sometimes does happen, but there's way more to this <laughs> than it just serendipitously happening, okay? So, um this all stemmed from a conversation with one of my friends who was at my house the other day and I was hanging out with a few friends and one of my friends she just said you guys, please pray for me. Like, I just want a husband so bad. She said, I just want a man so bad. I want to have sex. I want to be a mom. And and I just feel like my window is closing. Ugh, just I just want it so bad. Okay. By the way, this is not this is not just about this one particular friend of mine. This is literally, I hear this a lot, a lot from girls. And in fact, I've also said that in my past. I've also felt the same way. So I want to talk about this. When when I hear girls say this, when I hear this come out of girls' mouth, I am, first of all, instantly I feel the energetic exchange of desperation happening. There is a deep desperation at work and at play in this situation. So already there's desperation coming. I want to say when you are desperate for something, desperation is an extremely repelling state of being. Okay. So anytime somebody is, if we are desperate for something, it is going to oftentimes repel the very thing we desire. I, I, literally can't I'm not making this stuff up okay so (laughs) it's like I know it sounds out there but it's like beyond like it's true okay so be careful of showing up in a state of desperation what is the uh, what what is what equates to desperation what equates to desperation is a state of lack I am lacking something I lack things. I lack this. I lack that. And therefore, I am desperate for this to come to me. The opposite of desperation is actually abundance. It is, I am filled. 
I actually have plenty. I believe that there is plenty in my world and my life. I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I'm not grappling and striving and pining after something. Okay. So oftentimes we go to God and we go to God with um, just so much begging, right? Begging, desperation. And um, we expect him to just drop these things, you know, like perform a miracle for me, God. Um, where's my husband? But meanwhile, more often than not, the girl who's asking where's my husband in a desperate state is not actually doing all that they can to get their energy right, to get their inner game managed and, and doing well. They're not doing, uh, they're not willing or currently actually um, investing in themselves, um, whether, you know, hiring the therapist, they're not even researching for a therapist. This is often, this is what I find. A lot of people come to me, let me know what, who your therapist is, which by the way, I do not recommend. I have no zero recommendations for therapists for anybody. So um, I, I have completely transitioned into a new therapist myself and I found her on Google. So everyone needs to, I told, literally told my mom this because my mom's single and mingling and she comes to me with a lot of things and she's, you know, has some sort, some inner desperation in her and I try to help her, but you know, I realized actually that's, that's a lot deeper. Anyway, I had to tell her, I'm like, Google mom, Google a therapist. So a lot of times girls are not even Googling a therapist. There's hundreds and they're really good. A lot of them are really great. See that their values align with you. Have the consultation call. Hire them. Try them out. Um, you know, I, I had this one roommate a long time ago and she literally scoffed and kind of laughed at therapy and counseling and she said, oh, <laughs> I did that once. And I was like, oh yeah. And she goes, yeah, I mean, I did it. It did nothing for me. That's what she said to me. And I said, oh, I was like, okay. And I thought, how often did you go? And she said, um, I went four times. She went four times and then decided nothing was working. It wasn't working for her. And it just, so she never went again. That's another thing that we do, right, ladies, is we take one course, we do one thing, we go see a therapist one time or three times, we have see a coach one time, three times. And we're expecting different results. This is the gym analogy, isn't it, right? The gym analogy of I want a six-pack. I went to the gym three times. Nothing happened. Well, of course you're not going to get a six-pack from going to the gym three times. And the other question is, what did you do when you were at the gym? Did you work your abs? How long did you work your abs? So it's the same thing in all parts of our lives, even with therapy, even with these things. Oh, Rachel, I've gone to a lot of therapy in my life. I've done, I've done all the coaches. I've done programs before. Okay. So did you find some breakthrough? Yeah, I found some breakthrough. Okay, that's good. So why not dig a little deeper? You're a person who has so many layers. All of us are, right? So rehire the person or find a different person or find a different program or try a different thing, right? We, we got to be willing to seek and to find and to try new things, but what I see so often happening as we sit, we're sitting ducks 
and our desperation energy just grows and it grows and it grows and it's like it's festering and it's it's stacking it's building and then we're and then not, next thing you know we're mad at god and we're mad at ourselves and we're mad at circumstances or now we're down on ourselves and our worthiness factor is is is, is dipping it's shrinking and we're like where is he where is he where is he whoa I, i'm glad i'm glad that it you know that that you're recognizing that but now it's time to ask yourself where can i level up where is it time for me to dig deeper i may have had breakthrough in this one area but i still feel like there's some blocks so what can I do next? I also want to present to you ladies that oftentimes the way that we overcome our blocks, the way that we overcome um, uh, being stuck is facing our fears, is actually doing the very thing that scares us, the thing that makes us uncomfortable, doing those things. When we do them, we actually have massive breakthrough, which is why you know, being in a group, being in a program, being, you know, supported by a mentor, a coach, a therapist or whoever. I always present all, all of those to you girls because I, I'm not the, you know, I, obviously I'm always going to promote my, my stuff and myself, but I'm also just not the only um, coach in the world who can help you, right? I'm not the only mentor and therapist. And quite frankly, I can't help the entire world because I'm one person, right? So it's not about, it's really not about, um, me, it's about you. I, I'm talking about you who is listening. What do you need to do? Where can you push yourself, even financially? And I, I'll tell you girls this like, I constantly challenge myself financially with giving. Number one, I, I love the faith factor that it takes to give money. You know, it's always a big act of faith. I try to challenge myself to give bigger, to give more, uh, whether it's like more tithe, you know, to my church or just like giving, you know, paying for people or paying for things. Like I'm always challenging my own self in that. So I challenge myself through giving I and with my finances. And I also challenge myself uh, financially um, with investments in me. It's always scary. It's always scary. But I've gotten so comfortable almost and used to it that the number that I invest in now in myself is like, it's like now I'll see, you know, something, a program that's like 2,000, 3,000, 5,000. And I don't think it's expensive. (laughs) I used to like die, like thinking about that. Right. But now I'm like, oh, payment plans. No, I know I can, I know I can work this out and I know I'm worth it. And I know this will be worth it. Um, but it is scary, but we have to overcome our fears. So what do you need to do? You know, what is it that you need to do? So I want you to think about that. Um, I want to go back. I know I'm talking about like five different things in this podcast, but, but hang with me. Okay. Let's go back to my friend who's desperate. She's like asking us to pray for her. Right. And I'm, I'm literally believe in the power of prayer. Like I believe that God can triumph everything. I really do. Do miracles, all of that. But there comes this level of now I'm just sitting, I'm doing a couple things and I'm expecting God to show up. I'm expecting God to just drop a guy from the sky. So I 
hear that. And my husband literally said, literally said the next day about this friend, he goes, you know, if she wants a husband like that bad, because she heard him say, she heard her say this. He, sorry, my husband heard her say this. So if she wants a husband that bad, she needs to be doing anything and everything. She needs to make that her top priority, like above all else. And he said, like, she needs to do, he's like, she needs to do your program or do somebody else's or do something. Like, she needs to hire somebody. Like, she needs to make that her top priority. And when my husband said that, I was like, oh, my God, you're so right. And he even said, like, you know, it's like you need to prioritize. You need to think of all the ways, What you know, and what came to my mind was, yeah, being on the dating apps, being willing to go on the, on the dates and, um, you know, presenting yourself, um, changing the job that you have, even if the job that you have is not conducive to dating, change it up, change up the times. And if anything pops in your head right now and you say it's not possible, well, that's a lie. Literally everything's possible. You can sometimes Changes require some sacrifices, but you can make them. And oftentimes they are worth it. So, you know, taking care of her health, taking care of your body. So a lot of us who want a husband, but we aren't even being good stewards of our own health, our own wellness, our own body. We're not caring for our well-being. So what's up with that? you know, what's up with that? I, you know, I, and I, I only say what's up with that rhetorically. So just think about that for yourself, right? I want a husband so bad. Am I taking care of my inner game and my outer game? What shifts do I need to make? Where can I challenge myself? Where, and then in what ways am I avoiding doing my inner work? Because I'm just expecting that God's just going to bring the guy to me. We have free will, you know, God gave us free will. We're not robots. And so um, without free will, you don't know how much somebody loves someone. You know, what good would it do if God created us and he's like, oh, hey, you're forced to love me. God didn't do that because God's like, wait a second. I actually want a two-way relationship where you actually have full autonomy and freedom. And out of your freedom, you make the choice to love, to love me. What good would it do if we met a hot guy online and we were like, oh, you need to love me. We're just going to force him to love me. You would say, ew, I don't want that. That's not even love. Yeah. Anything that's forced is not love. The things that are freely given a free choice, that's love, right? That's how you know what somebody prioritizes, what they love. So God just doesn't operate like, you know, like we're a puppet on a string and he's just telling us what to do. No, you're an empowered human being. Um, I use the analogy of like, you know, sometimes it's like we have strep throat, 
you know, if you, if you've ever had a really, I've had a horrible case of strep throat before and I literally thought I was dying and it took me forever to go to the doctors. So I literally was like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm literally dying. I finally get up one day and I go to the doctors and the doctor's like, wow, yeah, you have a bad case of strep throat. And, um, here I'm going to give you this antibiotics. Well, guys, I had to call, I had to make the appointment. I had to go in and then I had to pay for the antibiotics, right? And those antibiotics healed me so quickly, so fast. It was like, it was night and day. I was a different human. (laughs) Now I could have just been like, God's going to heal me. I'm just going to sit on the couch. Why am I not getting better? Why am I not getting better? Hello, where's the miracle? No. There's resources. There's lots of resources. So sometimes we sit on the couch and we're like, oh, God's going to heal me or I'm just going to do the free thing or I'm just going to you know, do this on my own. It's really hard to do things well on our own and that's something I'm realizing. That's why paying for mentorship is so worth it. Just having support, pulling up a chair next to someone who is where you want to be, has overcome the things that you've overcome. Um, I don't know if I, I probably said this somewhere, but for, this is just me, but I rarely, I won't hire somebody. I just won't hire somebody who is not where I want to be. Um, so when I was looking for a therapist or, you know, a coach, or if I'm looking for someone, I need to know that they're like way, they're ahead of me and that they've, they've accomplished what I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish. Like, so if I'm hiring a coach or a therapist, I, for me, if my goal is to get married, then I'm going to hire someone who is married. Cause I want to know, wait, you got there. So I, I would like to get there. Um, just like, you know, for me, I don't, I don't really teach on things I haven't done myself or that I'm not doing myself. Um, and because like, what's the point of that, right? There's, I, I don't have experience with that. So I only teach and talk on things I have overcome or I have, I've done or I've gone through myself. And um, yeah, and so, the, you know, so we have to ask ourselves, how are we um, showing up? What are we shying away from? What are we afraid of? We have so much scarcity, you guys. It's crazy. It's wild. We have so much scarcity around finances and money. And oh my gosh, it's like, I know I haven't done any like (laughs) any podcasts on money and I know I need to, but honest to God, y'all might even think I'm like way out there with it. But like, I think I'm just going to have to do it and y'all, you guys can just take it or leave it how you want. But, um, you know, there's just so much scarcity around finances and it is our scarcity. It is our belief that there is such a lack of money or that, you know, the way that we, uh, the associations that we have with money, right? Sometimes we have these associations like there's not enough. Um, You know, you grow up hearing your parents say, we can't buy that. We can't afford that. It's not enough. We don't have money for that. Um, you know, look for all the deals, look for the things, right? And so then we grow up with this conditioning that I have to hold tight to my money because there's not going to be enough or it's going to go away or it could disappear. And and that's not serving us. It's not helping us. And it's it's actually the thing that's causing a lack of flow of more money and abundance coming into your life. 
because the belief that you have beliefs are wow they're they're pretty powerful so we have but the good thing is is that you can always work to change your beliefs um we we have the ability to rewire our brain and that's been studied and proven and that's the beauty of psychology and things like that but and mindset work but our scarcity around what's available for us is oftentimes what continues to be the barrier keeping us from the thing that we want so it's the same thing even with money. So many of us, and I'm speaking from my own experience, you guys, I used to be so, oh my gosh, I've just worked so much on my money mindset because it's like, it's crazy like how scarce I would be about it, you know, and how I felt like, oh, I don't have enough and I would I'd have this inner stress and, you know, I can think back to times where, what did I hear? What's my money story? What's the story around money in my, in my life? What did I hear? What was the, was there trauma around money in my life? It's interesting. And even my, my husband and so fascinating, you guys, when you dig into that alone. And so we have to actually rewire our mindset around money and, um, our, even our ability to make money or get money and what we believe is possible. So that holds us back, holds us back from investing. It holds us back from, uh, take, you know, okay, let me tell you this. There's this uh, finance guy that I follow and he doesn't really post a lot on finances, but he has like a course on it. Well, anyway, he literally always says this quote and I love it so much. He literally says, scared money don't make money. Scared money don't make money. And that is the facts. If you guys actually dive deep into financial literacy, which, wow, that's fascinating. It's something they don't teach you in school. Like they don't teach us relationships, but financial literacy, you'll realize that actually the way to build wealth, the way to make money is actually taking the risk and investing your money. So that's the way people build wealth. Um, and that's how they build. And actually there's, there's a statistic that, and it's interesting, it actually says that money, um, most people who are like millionaires are all self-made millionaires Um, there's like a very, and I don't know the percent, but it is like a very, 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 very small percent of millionaires, um, that just inherited it or got it. It's most people who are uh, millionaires or whatever they're, they're self-made, right? So they had the grind and they, they had to take all the risks, right? Um, and so, but anyway, I'm like, wow, we're, we're really talking about a lot (laughs) I think I'm going to label this podcast <laughs> just like morning thoughts with Rachel. And maybe I should just start doing that because <laughs> I'm just riffing on some things. But anyways, um, but yeah, so our financial, um, our scarcity around finances holds us back from so much breakthrough. I mean, it's literally, you guys have heard me say this, but even the first time I was like going to have to invest in like a, a therapist, I was so, I was frightened. Okay. I was like, that is a lot of money. And like, I do want to go every week. Like, this is insane. I'm going to have to pay $600 a month. Like, do I don't even feel like I have that. I literally didn't think I had it, you guys. But when I sat down, I was like, well, I do have it, but I'm going to have to cut back in certain ways in certain areas. And so I... I did it, you know, and, and it was just worth it to me, 
you know, and then I've ever since then literally continued to constantly invest in stuff. I literally paid for a business program and it was like eight, $8,000 this year. And I just made payments on it. I always, I'm like oftentimes do the payment plans, you know, because that's how I can, how I can figure it out. So what are we, what are we afraid of when it comes to getting what we want? Like we have to look, take a deep inventory of our fears, our fears around the finances of investing in something, our egos. We have to look at our egos. Where do we feel like we're totally fine? Our egos are just the protector parts inside of us that are just trying to protect us. Just trying to keep me safe. I'm trying to keep all the positivity, all the positive vibes, all the I'm happy, I'm happy, everything's good, I've overcome this, sure, 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 right? Okay, so where where are we doing that? Where are we using God to hide behind and pretend like, oh no, um, God's got me, God's got me. <laughs> Here's the thing, God does have you 100%, but again, God also provides medicine for us. He provides things in, in our world, resources, even like, re- and where does medicine come from? Anyway, it comes from plants, it comes from nature, a lot of times. So God's given us a whole world filled with healing modalities. So where are we going to actually prioritize some of those in our lives? Where can we dig deeper? And by the way, I speak to myself. I still have layers of healing that I have to do in my own life. As I get deeper into marriage, you know, things will always come up. Um, My own blocks, you know, of course I've conquered dating and the engagement phase and getting married. And honestly, I actually have a really wonderful marriage, but I still have things that come up. I still have triggers with in-laws and things like that, that come up. Well, I need to look at those. I need to dig in. I need to pay. I need to, I need to pull up a chair with the experts. I need to pull up a chair. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude this because I'm really going on here. And, um, but I want to say to you all, where do you need to pull up a chair? Where do you need to pull up a seat? And you're doing it right now with free things, but maybe you need to, maybe you need to challenge yourself a little bit more. Um, and where, do you, where are you, what are the things that you feel desperate for in your life right now? I want you to ask yourself, why am I desperate? What am I afraid of? Where am I, do I feel like I'm lacking and how can I shift that? Shift out of that. And what can I do to take radical responsibility so that I don't feel desperate? Where can I look for evidence of what is possible in my world? Where can I um, challenge my fears? Whether that's being vulnerable, saying the thing that you would have held back from saying. Maybe it is you um, setting a boundary. Maybe it is you um, going on more dates. Maybe it's going on dates with guys that you wouldn't normally go on dates with. Where can you challenge yourself? There's a girl who took my True Femme Academy and she came up to me the other day. She actually goes to my church and she's like, oh my gosh, Rachel, guess what? I've been dating this guy for two months. She just finished my course in September. And she said, you know, I love dating. Like I have been going on so many dates and actually with a lot of high quality men. Like and I've shifted my mindset and it's been so fun. And this was even in the program. She was doing this. And she's like, and now I'm like been dating this guy. He's been pursuing me all the things. It's been amazing. It's been consistent for two months and I'm loving it. 
Well, she overcame her fears. She really did. She let go of the things she needed. She did the things that I told her to do. She broke up with a guy. She worked on some things. She started going on many, many dates, multiple dates. Guys that she wouldn't normally go on dates with, she did. So I just use it as an example. But anyway, where can you pull up a seat? Where can you continue to invest in yourself? Where can you take inventory of your fears and be real? Oh my gosh, if you are not real, 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 real with your fears. And if you know a handful of your fears, but you can't seem to find any more, once again, that's where hiring somebody to help you sift and find those is going to be worth your while. But you also have to be open to receiving them and not say, but, but, but. Yeah, but, well, the thing is, yes, but, 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 we all do that. We've got, we have to get rid of the word but. And we just have to listen. We have to stay open to keep our heart open to receiving. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up. I mean, this is like a morning ramble. I'm like literally going to call this like a Tuesday morning morning ramble. <laughs> But anyways, um, I don't know. I hope some of this was helpful because I didn't totally stay on track. But, um, you know, you guys are my community who are listening. And I I hope that some of this spoke to you in different ways, shapes, and forms. But um, I really love you girls. I believe in you. There is so much available for you. Your man is there, okay? We just can't hide. We can't be... Um, you know, hide behind things. I want you to check where you might be avoiding or hiding behind and and step up to the plate. Take some bats, you know, take some hits, you know, be willing to strike out, be willing to show back up, okay? So um, you're beautiful and you're amazing. And um, if any of you would like to join my True Femme Academy, that is open for enrollment right now. And it is not the pre-sale price. The price goes up on November 15th. And we actually start the beginning of January 2023, which I'm really, really, really excited for. It's my all-encompassing program. The girls just love each other when we're in there and it's beautiful. And um, so anyway, um, if you want to you know, up-level your life, dig deep, pull up a chair, sit with me for six weeks, um, this is your opportunity. It is your chance. And um, I will leave the link in the show notes or you can DM me for the link on Instagram. Okay. I love you girls. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing week. I'll be back on here more often. Love you.